Hey folks, it's me, JZT, joined by Kid Cinema here. Hi, Fesh is also my name. That's right, his name is Fesh, and I'm also Mr. Movies. But what you're about to hear is not an episode of I Was Scared 2. No, no, no. This is a very fun, special, one-off podcast that uh, I did with friends of the show. Zach Dumman, our friend from Back to Back. And Sean O'Brien, we talked about the brand new streaming Peacock show, Wolf Like Me, starring Isla Fisher and Josh Gad. Mm -hmm. It's a a bad show and we talk about it, but it's fun. And it comes up in this episode that Josh Gad had worked with the writer-director Abe Forsythe on a little movie called Little Monsters. I didn't know that was the connection. Gotcha. Yes, yes. And uh, none of us three on the episode had seen that movie, but I did say, I mentioned it. Oh, Fesh reviewed it on Letterboxd. He says, Josh Gad ruins the movie. Well, no, what I said is, it's an interesting movie that gets pulled down by some lazy choices. Parentheses, Gad. Now, that doesn't just mean what it always means. (laughs) Josh Gad is a lazy choice. It's also his character specifically is just, just the trope a trope that i fucking hate in in pop culture which is he's steve from blues clues but when the camera's off he's profane uh likes to drink he's promiscuous like it sucks (laughs) so yeah just imagine that trope that sucks and then josh gad is the one doing it it i see sucks (laughs) because here's the thing i'm pro olaf I think the controversial fact about me (laughs) is that I actively enjoy the character of Olaf, and I think Gad's performance in it is good. Can he do anything else or that as good as that? No. So why is he doing all these other things? That's what is frustrating. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Little Monsters is interesting. There's there's stuff in it, but yeah, just Gad sucks in it. (laughs) That's really uh, all I have to say about it. Do you have any other questions? All right, let's see. Do you, have you heard of Wolf Like Me on Peacock Fish? Yeah, you talked about it on the pod before. Ah, okay. Have you watched Wolf Like Me? No, hell no. Do you plan to? No. I think that's a smart choice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I straight up, like, I think I was invited to be on this podcast and then just through <laughs> getting the text at the same time as multiple things or being asleep or working the night before, mm-hmm. just straight up pushed it out of my mind and i think if it were about uh, a property that was slightly more interesting it probably would have lodged itself in my memory a little bit more (laughs) but it wasn't until you told me about that like this was coming out that i was like oh fuck i was (laughs) invited to be on that shit i'll Um, say too i when i pitched it or imagined i thought we were going to do a podcast episode for each episode of the show oh god Thank God we did not, because yeah. once a, that's what I thought would be a fun idea prior to watching it, and then right. about one thing happens in each episode, and Lordy Almighty, would it be tough and painful to stretch that out over six weeks? So, yeah. But yeah. what we have here is a a fun podcast episode about a weird show that's not terrible, but not great, but it's a great episode of a podcast. So enjoy it. Enjoy. And welcome to 
wolf like me, more like me like wolf. <laughs> a seismic crossover podcasting event. Celebrating, dissecting, devouring, we should say, the Peacock streaming original series Wolf Like Me, starring Josh Gad and Isla Fisher. My name is JZT. I'm one of the co-hosts of I Was Scared Too. And I'm not alone talking about this podcast, this, this movie. I'm not alone talking about this podcast. I'm not alone talking about this TV show. Why we got Sean Patrick O'Brien here from the Seltzer Cast. Hello, hello. Yeah, you are probably you might be listening to this on the Seltzer Cast feed. Uh yeah, I promise uh more episodes about drinks coming soon. Uh maybe in a week or so. Not just an episode about wolves. Uh one one of two, I would say, JCT. Possibly another episode about wolves in the works. That's but right. More, more on that later. Uh and then we also have uh our good friend Zach from um Hey, I'm I'm Zach, uh, current host of Get in My Car. It's literally me just talking in my car. Former co-host of Beck to Beck. Fuck you. We don't know if we're bringing it back or not. We don't owe you anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I just talk in my car, and now this episode is apparently about us talking about Wolf Like Me. See, I told you, I can post these whenever I want. There's no set schedule and I can make the episodes about whatever I want. Cause it's my podcast. And you can't do anything about it. <laughs> Hell yes. The wolf is out. The wolf has been re- uh, unleashed. Yeah, call, call me Jack Nicholson. I'm wolf. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We watched uh, the Peacock original series. Uh, I even hesitate to call it a Peacock original series. <laughs> But more on that later. Oh, uh, yeah. Wolf <laughs> like me. Uh, yeah, more. I said more on that later. I'll I'll explain it. Uh, it's an Australian now. import. It is not made for Peacock at all. It was a Australian television show that they got the rights to. That also made has with Stan. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Isn't that that's their like thing that it's oh called. yeah called Stan Stan right yeah yeah. If you're yeah. Australian, you know what you're talking. We're talking about. If you're not look up stan not the m&m song not k-pop uh, <laughs> look up stan australia <laughs> right yeah it's on uh, stan is a, a a streaming service in australia i uh once i saw that like because i watched like the first episode and i we'll, we'll dive into it uh more but i'll say like once i saw that it made a lot of sense Uh, I kind of was like, why does this exist at this moment of time? Why is this coming out? I think in like, yeah, in January, (laughs) one of the first shows to come out in January uh, was a show with, I would say, a pretty big uh, American star, but uh, nobody's talking about it. And I don't think it's because nobody has Peacock. Like, I really, I think it's, uh, it's because it's an Australian import. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of shows on TV's like tv that like comes from foreign places but they didn't they usually don't disguise it as well as this did i think you know i was just about to scream squid games (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah uh let's talk about how there was a trailer for this literally the month that was coming out the show dropped like a few weeks later and then i have seen little to nothing from its main stars from anyone online literally as i 
some people may have saw i literally had to contact letterbox support to even get this thing on letterbox so why is nobody talking about <laughs> like me <laughs> and well, we so are much. yes yeah, we're finally exactly. doing a service that the people need people need an outlet to 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 talk about wolf like me and to to i'm sure someone out there is like i need to process this and this is the podcast for them so if you and listeners if you have a friend who's struggling and needs someone to talk to wolf like me about send them this podcast this is a healing podcast it really is i love that the perfect description for this series is like you see the trailer or some other thing for it you get morbidly curious about it if you're brave enough to take the plunge and actually watch it like we did it truthfully shouldn't take up much of your time if you decide to do it but let's let's call you one of the morbidly curious and then you find that literally nobody is talking about this we are here for you this is your place to to indulge in this group mania that is slowly developing and you know <laughs> what if in like 10 years from now when this is considered a cult classic of you know so bad it's good or something <laughs> i don't know okay okay well the reason i say that you know not to jump into talking about more and more stuff but like how i felt while watching this and i said this multiple times to multiple people is that the closest thing i could compare it to was the room while i was watching it in that it feels like something that's operating on such a specific mindset like Abe Forsyth like I looked him up the only thing people would know him for was he did uh Little Monsters in 2019 mm -hmm. not which the Fred I, Savage yet to Howie see. Mandel one yeah and I haven't, I haven't either. either I really always meant to and I will definitely check it out now since I'm such a huge fan of Wolf Like Me now <laughs> <laughs> I, I just so, I just know. read the the uh Wikipedia summary uh of Little monsters, not not the entire thing, but the last line. Um, mm -hmm. Spoiler alert: It ends with children singing Taylor Swift's "Shake It Off." So, <laughs> um, that, for all you who were so jazzed to watch Little Monsters, we apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> fucking joking. Who fucking cares? Uh, but yeah, like you know, I'm trying to like capture everything I want to say. Like Australian humor, at least from what I know of, is already such specific like type of humor okay like, but this like, is not humor i will see exactly or is it you know like they're clearly trying to tell jokes and so that's what i mean when i say like this feels like the people involved had such a way of like this is how we want to be and we know what it wants to be and the only people that kind of feel like they get that are like the main trio of casts, like Josh Gad, Isla, 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 whatever the fuck her name is, Fisher. I Isla Fisher, I think. Isla Fisher? Yeah. Now you see me too, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, her most well-known thing. Borat's wife. <laughs> and then uh, the little girl, I can't remember her name, but she's good too. Uh, I believe Ariel Donahue is the little yes, girl. Yes, thank you. She's good. I, I liked her, personally. But uh, they all feel like they are acting in this very prestige, you know, like drama or even like melodrama type of thing. And the show around them is just not servicing that like at all. So mm -hmm. maybe what I'm trying to say is like all these levels of disconnect where either a Forsyth is just 
so galaxy brained and this is like some big satire of melodrama or something like that or it is most likely just such a failure of communication yeah. from top to bottom <laughs> from everybody on board that that's what i mean when i say i found a weird sense of like engagement entertainment and enjoyment from just everything going wrong in a similar way to when i watched the room sure. i guess is what i'm trying to say i that's to my that, big thesis out of the way so the rest of the time i could just fuck around this episode <laughs> to that to that point i think uh it would be good to explain to our listeners like what wolf like me is wolf like oh, me, i should have started with that yeah wolf, <laughs> thank wolf, you wolf like me is a uh, peacock uh like i said it's an australian import uh from stan but it's on peacock in the u.s six episodes uh i believe it's in wikipedia says it's a miniseries uh i think everything's a miniseries until it's successful uh, I've always said that. <laughs> yeah. let's hope that this isn't successful enough i don't something. i don't even think though the ending is mm. i don't know i don't know what uh how successful this has been in Australia, but I would not bank on getting Wolf Like Me season two. Um, but yeah, essentially what it is is like uh, on paper, it sounds like it should be funny. The marketing, the posters, everything, I thought it was going to be just straight up like a comedy. Um, it's Josh Gad, an American, uh, is in Australia. His wife is dead, correct? Yes. Yeah, his wife's dead. And she died like I guess eight years ago when her their daughter was four years old, I believe. Yeah, and he's taking care. He's like being a single father and taking care of his daughter who has panic attacks and just bad, like you know, mental health issues. And uh, he meets a woman uh, that uh, is played by an Australian, but is playing like... an American for whatever <laughs> fucking reason. <laughs> I was gonna say that when she talked American, I was like, oh wait. Why didn't you? I mean, I guess I get, but but it's so. set in Austria. Okay, whatever. And <laughs> um, uh, her secret is that she's a werewolf. So it has the setup of a sitcom that, on paper, it would be like I'm dating a werewolf, and that sounds very funny. But this show is the <laughs> most serious melodramatic bullshit I've ever seen. Well, and two, one thing we talked about this weird trailer that popped up. And from watching, the, it's called Wolf Like Me. And then there are hints in the trailer, like, is she a werewolf? But you're also not sure, like, maybe it's like a metaphorical. Maybe yeah, sure maybe that. she's just, like, bipolar or has some kind of heavy mental disorder or she's extreme or, like, you know, crazy in some way. And, and they're saying it's like she's a werewolf or, you know, it's like it's like unclear. And I, I even in researching a little bit found a bunch of old articles like what is this like is she a werewolf and then there was a gizmoda article that goes yep she's a werewolf <laughs> like because yeah and and like i think too the the trailer hints at like a lot of like we can't be together like you don't want i'm i'm a mess and josh it's Gay like goes, oh it's like I'm a metaphor a for too. baggage i get it yeah uh, or something like, like you know, oh she's nope, actually she's just a She's a werewolf, and he, and we'll get into his whole deal too. But yeah. um, oh my god, this fucking show! I can't. I it's already hurting. <laughs> another thing too, you know, we talked about the daughter, and um, at first I didn't know how I felt about the child actor. As it went on, I think she is good. I yeah, just think yeah. 
uh, like everyone, not given enough to work with. And I, I really do think it's like, this is, it feels like a product of someone's like, and the kid is like dealing with stuff or like has issues, but I don't know what they are, but they have it just like, what are her issues? Oh, she has issues. You know, it's like, it's so extremely vague. unclear. It's so like, but it's very yeah. bleak too. Like I thought yes, that it was yeah. very, um, you know, it's things that would, it's strange to me because it's issues that wouldn't be in a sitcom. And I know that like, like if you read like the Wikipedia page, they've called it like genre blending, but it's not mm-hmm. necessarily horror until the final episode. I would say, I would say it's more Literally, of a yeah. family drama show until maybe the last. Yeah. The, I agree. The last like 10 minutes of the, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah. Well, and remember to cut out five of those minutes because of you know what. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> I keep jumping ahead. I can't. Wow, uh, wow. What this is already your hint that if any of this sounds intriguing to you at all, <laughs> would you guys recommend actually watching this? I think it's a good uh, That's question. a great. I personally found it engaging enough, like no matter what of how bad it was or whatever, I was ridiculously invested in this thing. I was like, okay, I got to see what fucking shit happens next. So, and honestly, again, like I said earlier, it didn't take super long. It's one of my biggest short. criticisms for this is that like, it literally could have just been a movie. There's absolutely no. Yeah. It's a movie plot. Yeah. It's... And it stretches every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so goddamn thin point of every episode is that there's one key scene where it's like this is the point of the episode and then everything else around it is yeah like, i agreed. promise y'all yeah, it yeah, is yeah. In, such wasted time with this and not and and in very much a we need to have a conversation about where this is going or what happened that is just stretched out mm-hmm. and awkward <laughs> would you would you recommend it jcg i don't think so <laughs> now i i think too if I were to meet a deranged human being who was a big Josh Gad fan, yeah, I would recommend <laughs> it to them. My thing with it, yeah, it's, only, it's under three hours, maybe, or maybe right on the yeah, nose of three right. hours. But there were, I, I think I watched this over three days and could do no more than two episodes at a time. Uh-huh. Especially, spoiler alert, when we come to episode five, Josh Gad has sex. And then we get to see, <laughs> and that was fine. I'm not shaming, but then that, yeah, yeah, that was fine. It was the energy of post-coital Josh Gad that I could not handle. I was like, I, no, I need a, that's, I need a, I need that, a, that's a pull quote for the episode right now. It was the post-coital energy. If you're looking for the latest Josh Gad comedy, check out <laughs> yeah. Wolf Like Me. Yeah. Post sex, jokey, charming. Ha ha. Josh Gad is like, oh, oh no. I, I need a. He, he's pouring honey all over the thing. <laughs> what a hilarious bit he does. He goes, oh, this is your honey. What if I dumped out all this honey you have into a oh, cup? Wouldn't no. that be hilarious? <laughs> I particularly. I don't think I would recommend it to anybody because it's not great. I don't think it's as bad as you guys would think. Like, I, I think that both of you yeah. rated I, it. I noticed that you gave it a heart on Letterboxd. I did too, but I also I, rated it one star. Like, JCT. Wow. I didn't, I didn't love <laughs> so it. So we kind of had the spectrum. We had a heart, we had star and a heart, and then just a star. <laughs> so yeah. got a good I, range of opinions. I couldn't, play, yeah. frankly, I couldn't rate it. I think that it's interesting to hear you guys say that it could have been a movie because I definitely feel like it could have been um 
because it, it is pretty long. I think it's the kind of thing that it's not written terribly. It's just weird. Like there's not, it's not things that I like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I see how it's okay, but it's not great. So like, I liked, mm-hmm. I liked watching it. But yeah, I mean, I, I had I it on you. one night and I fell asleep as well. So no, I, I would <laughs> I would not recommend it. I think that it's <laughs> it's confusing. I like I I think I mentioned this. The Wikipedia page said that um they they kept calling it like genre bending. Um, I don't think it's genre bending. I think it's straight up a boring ass drama and then a sprinkle <laughs> of horror. Yeah. But I like like the horror and, and like and, a weird sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah and but I don't comedic scene. But yeah, I agree with you. Sean. I, I that's think what I was the humor was the you... worst part of it. Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was say. Like I know from like premise alone, it sounds kind of sitcom. But I was interested when you said that like looking at the marketing, you saw it as like leaning more into the comma comedy. <laughs> I was trying to say drama because I was saying when I looked at it, like the poster and everything, like the dark like lighting and stuff they would use like i definitely felt more like drama but again i think that relates to like i don't think they knew how to market this thing no <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's but not just say it was terrible okay. it's just mm-hmm. like uh it's it's just the kind of thing that you watch and you're like who is this for um, exactly yeah where mm-hmm. it definitely feels like you know on a movie <laughs> that like it, and i guess this is why i was like yeah it's fine but like it feels like an independent film that you'd see at a festival that you would specifically go see because you only recognize two film like two like name big name actors like attached yes. to it and you would yeah. see it and then it would re- be released on video on demand only and no one would ever see it and you're like yeah <laughs> that was fine you know, it was you, pretty you good said but that's it like that that's all we were talking about it you were like this gives like student film vibes or something like that <laughs> it feels or, you know, like it... film like heavily like film festival vibes like Film I fest. don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah. to navigate a stu- like a film festival, and I just went to this movie because there's two names that I'm aware of. Yeah. That's it. it also like, feels like it would make a lot more sense if like either Josh Gad or Isla Fisher wrote and directed it too, or, or directed it like yes, star and dra- ab- like I, absolutely. I've heard before, absolutely. like especially at film festival or what is it? I think it's a Tribeca where you, that's where you see a lot of like oh actor directing for the first time and. No, yeah. not yeah, like I was. Gets I was. I was directly referencing Tribeca without wanting to say Tribeca. Yeah, yo. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, I've hey. seen so many movies at Tribeca in college that I just picked a random one and went to see it. And was like, oh, that guy's in it, and it would just be trash. It'd be like, you know, or it would be a decent movie. It'd be like, that was really good, and it would just get the wrong distributor and be on VOD, and mm-hmm. no one would care about it. And this, I think, falls into that like a lot, and I think that. Um, something that makes a lot of sense to me, uh, always in my mind for whatever reason, I have something called, uh, the 65%, which is essentially like, um, movies that are rated 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, they're kind of all similar in a way. They're a little bit like, (laughs) it's okay, but it's not great. It's forgettable, but it's fine. Um, this has an exactly 65% on Letterboxd. Oh I mean, sorry, God. on Rot- Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes. Not oh Letterboxd. my yes. God, that's so fucking funny. And those so, are some of the most painful movies because it's like, there's nothing even here. And this is not the case, but like those, there's nothing to make fun of, but there's also nothing yeah. to enjoy. So it's like, I'm kind of just sitting in a room for an hour and a half to three hours going like, okay. And, and then you tune out and like, wait, am I lost? 
no, I can figure it out pretty quickly what I missed. You exactly. Know? Oh my God. That's so, all that is so perfect. What I was going to say was, is that like, I do agree in that, like, I do see like the potential, I guess. Like, this is truthfully far from one of the worst things I've ever watched. Of like, course. absolutely. Like, its biggest problem is just exactly, yeah, being misguided, being boring, being poorly paced, like, whatever you want to call it. But like, recommendation i i I said oh yeah totally before but like i was gonna say you know like oh maybe if you got like a bunch of people and some drinks but like i really again think i'm just at this point trying to force that whole like so bad it's good angle when like i don't even know if it's that (laughs) the the maybe just watch like the last part of the last episode which is really funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah the first review on uh rotten tomatoes is actually uh from the guardian which they say uh so bad it's good question mark no just the former dot 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) i believe i read that review before this and it's it's good Now, one oh thing I want to talk about too, so I feel like I read a couple of reviews too that talk about how like this is this show is a metaphor for toxic relationships and the addictive nature of a toxic relationship. Uh-huh. I don't think they're that toxic of a relationship. I think no. it's like oh no, 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 no. You, it's I, like, you kind of root for them in a way. Yeah, and it's this thing where it's like like she's not shitty to him at all. She's no. kind of like she's more awkward and weird than anything but that's because she's trying to put off revealing the secret but um if anything what's just so weird about it is how much she gets in and then pulls away because she shows up to give they have a car accident that's kind of how they meet they're meeting it's car accident yes i had to give him credit for i was like okay that's a fun idea at least could have been done better but i like the idea yeah but it's not it's it's so fucking dramatic. It looks like, like so a car dramatic. insurance commercial. Played it like, is... completely straight. <laughs> and it's it, so bad. It's also just really awkward because it really doesn't add anything to their to the story. Like it's sort of that's another thing I feel like that was in the commercial and heavily featured, but it's not really explained. Cause so basically, too, it's important to note that like Josh Gad is a single dad. And his daughter is a little weird or, you know, dealing with stuff. And by all accounts, we kind of later learn he's kind of a shitty dad, in my opinion. He's not. <laughs> and again, he's also in a tough position. and It's a hard thing. But like, I, don't, I don't think he's doing a good job. I don't think the show tries to portray him like that, though. I think that mm-hmm. it's like just the way it's written that it's like, yes, it, it acts like he's being supportive. But his way of being supportive, is just like. What, like singing to her like he flat out just like sings <laughs> what is, yes, yes. wait what is he saying he sings wait, well that we, 80s song right okay we'll get to that we'll get to yes that. That, oh we should talk God. about that now so yeah okay a big thing is what eventually <laughs> josh have gad to have and an excuse fisher, to make josh gad sing <laughs> josh gad and isla fisher go on a date eventually the concept of music comes up and Josh Gaddy goes, oh no, I don't like music or I don't listen to music. What? Which is in itself a whole thing. Insane, yeah. Yeah, And the the justification is, well, see, when uh, (laughs) I used to sing to my daughter when she was little to calm her down and i can't listen to music as a result like and again let's let's clarify because i think i missed that and i do think this is like a big 
mental health no-no to convey in a piece of television. <laughs> he uses singing to calm her down during literal panic attacks. Like yeah. his daughter suffers from panic attacks, hyperventilating, cannot breathe, and his solution is not typical coping mechanisms to help someone come down from a panic attack, which I would know I suffer from. He literally sings to her to calm <laughs> her down from her panic attacks, which is so harmful. So, <laughs> so harmful. It's it's harmful. pretty. It's not the thing that I mean. I Ooh. I would say so as well. I don't. I don't think that if someone started doing that to me, I'd say like go back to theater school or whatever. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty rough. And this the his and song so yeah. Choices. That's why I don't listen to music. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no, no. Uh, oh yeah, Sean. So the, weird. The song choices. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, it's that isn't it that one eighty song? Doesn't he? He sings it multiple times, right? Is uh, it yeah. the same song? Hey, it's uh, "Don't Dream It's Over" by Crowded House. By, yes, yeah. great song and Australian. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then the other big draw for this is Rolling Stones, which or, or no, Queens, Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Queens of Stone Age. I don't know if they had some kind of. I yeah. it's a weird decision. It's just because like... there are multiple plot heavy moments that hinge upon queens of the city <laughs> agreed yeah 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 so I, I i can explain that a little bit like uh isla fisher's character um essentially she it's revealed that she accidentally if, if i'm correct about this right killed her husband as a werewolf while they were hunting yes. together yeah so yes. she moves to and an moves, italian family <laughs> and an italian family oh yeah because okay all right <laughs> The show, man. Oh my god. So she, she accidentally eats her husband as a werewolf on a hiking trip, um, moves to Australia where she or or was it in Australia that she I think it was like they were they're from Chicago. Okay. She she was married in Chicago. They went to Italy as on a date and went and saw Queens of the Stone Age, yes. her husband's favorite band. Killed and... him at the concert. <laughs> Wait, and really? Then, I didn't get that. She got, no, no, she yes. got bit by a yeah. It was okay. she got bit by a concert dog. Because the other one, and I don't know how this happened. I swear this is right. She said she had an overnight flight, and that's where she killed the Italian family. Which, if it's implied, she killed a family on a plane. Which I I don't get that. Again, I will fully admit I tuned out at multiple points during the show. <laughs> I just couldn't keep attention i tried so hard but i swear she said something about overnight flight or overnight travel or something and she killed specifically an italian family yeah which, which is as an italian uh, italiano that's fucking because on horrible. their first date josh gad had planned for them to go to this nice italian restaurant and then she flipped out at just seeing it it's an italian restaurant Oh they my ranch. god, JZT! Like, let's just go to this underground that. bar yeah. instead. I yeah, didn't even. Like, oh, see, this show's the, smart, actually. At, <laughs> and at the underground bar, Queens of Stone Age was on the jukebox, and she like freaked out and left. She gets so mad. She said, "Did you put this on?" When he literally has not left the table the entire <laughs> time they've been there. So. Then they start getting close, and uh, she runs out of the restaurant in one of many running montages. Well, because too, yeah, this bar is underground, so there's no windows, so they've lost track of time. And she realizes, oh shit, it's almost sunset. I gotta get home to my bunker 
and lock myself in because it's a full moon and she's a werewolf. It seems like it's been a full moon this entire show. (laughs) Can can we talk about during the running montage, she runs in front of a car, makes it literally crash into a bus stop and one of several (laughs) gags involving car crashes to the point where I'm assuming it's supposed to be a running gag, even though it's played for very serious drama in the first episode. So I, I don't fucking know, but I counted like seven car crashes. In the series. There's a lot. Oh. Yeah. I started There's to so think that maybe it was like part of like a werewolf lore that they invented, but I don't think so. I think it was just kind of like the fate of them accidentally like meeting and like crashing into each other. I don't think it had anything to do with her being a werewolf as yeah. it's implied kind of. They, they, they that try she's, like, mysterious. like a fake coincidence yeah but it doesn't work (laughs) but she starts to get close with uh josh gad's daughter and starts to kind of be like the mother figure and josh gad's daughter's a little bit it's a contact great book yeah (laughs) it's a carl sagan book great book great movie (laughs) and i like uh, contact the movie a lot yeah eventually he she ends up giving the child a uh queens of stone age cd as well in which the uh, and daughter... she says, "Play track three or whatever." It's <laughs> it's it's, how... it's what your dad <laughs> thinks of me. Yes, that's how your dad feels about. And then the daughter listens to that one song for an hour on a loop in a loop in the car, in locked in the yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can Only hear it very yeah. loud outside of the car. To be fair, listen to the song. Good song, but like, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever associate that band with anything but wolf like me from here forward i hate that because i definitely will too and i really wish i didn't but that's just it's funny because i have one friend from childhood who i still am in touch with and queens of the stone age are his favorite band so i texted him like hey unrelated there's a show they are a big part of it it's not good i don't recommend it but it made me think of you Hope you're well, you know. Check it out at your own discretion, I guess. <laughs> and he said, um, yeah, maybe. Crazy <laughs> Yeah, it uh um, you know, their romance is kind of crazy. I think that it tries to be romantic, not even like a ro it, it's kinda like it tries to be a romantic comedy without the comedy. There's not yeah. there's not jokes. Yeah, there really like, isn't jokes. She's she's so like manic pixie dream girl which is so weird to see in 2022 and that mm-hmm. like she's specifically designed to be like i am your missing puzzle piece designed to help you overcome your flaws yeah <laughs> like, but she's yes. also but she's also a werewolf yeah. but she's also got her own baggage <laughs> this, fuck you this is eternal sunshine now like no shut the fuck up yeah. <laughs> not at but all it, it's a, and i think it's so frustrating too because it really feels like it could easily her problems could be easily managed like it's kind of creating an issue just to create an issue like you know it's like yeah well there's like what three to four days a month when there's a full moon where she just really can't do anything after 5 p.m you know? i love jct being confronted with werewolf just get over it like what's the big deal <laughs> to speak on to speak on the full moon and like i said it, it does feel like there is a full moon every night of the week in this show um really? to that point uh the whole full moon concept i don't i feel like is not 
prevalent. Like I, I almost forgot that there has to be a full moon for someone to turn into a werewolf. It seems like it makes it sound like at least that every <clears throat> every night she has to lock herself up and turn into a werewolf. It kind of yeah. like takes away like the the full. Well, because even like I feel like it's the kinda... modern trend for werewolves these days is more like oh, it's just like at night. Like I feel like a lot of folks do kind of ditch the full moon thing, and it felt like this one did too. But then it's like oh no, all those nights those were full moons and it's like, okay, it, it, well, like the show does a bad job of compressing time like towards the end like right. a, month or a couple months pass like maybe three i think you know to progress Y'all, there's the literally there's literally a time skip in this show if that yeah. says anything about it but i think too my thing is it's almost like i think in this bad mental health way you know it's like it is trying to be like oh no she's doomed like she can never be loved she's a werewolf it's like well no like if if being a werewolf is a metaphor for like some kind of head depression or, bipolar, like or alcoholism. Or it's yeah, just like, yeah. no, but like you can, you just, you find ways to like, you know, make it work. And like, it doesn't have to be this death sentence or make you alone forever. It's just like, no, no, this is just how I live. Like, yeah. For like the week of the full moons, I like, I don't do anything. I don't make any plans. I like separate myself from my loved ones just in case. And then it clears, and then I'm good. You JVT, know? And, I think you just cracked like the inherent flaw and in the very <laughs> foundation of this show's metaphor. <laughs> yeah. and dude, what's what's so annoying about it is it's like it's not like he started dating her and then she got bit by a werewolf and became it, and like she's trying to. It's like she's been a werewolf for years, like yeah, like many years, and she's still like forget you know makes these mistakes and like right. oh fuck i forgot i'm not She's supposed to be out strange and i think zach hit yeah. it on the nose where it's kind of like i don't know you know i i would even go as far as saying like i i just the writing of her character is bizarre and it I definitely does feel like matic pixie dream girl but like in a yeah. way that's like weird like it does not even feel like a real person she feels clum- <laughs> like clumsy and then it's just kind of like there and shows up. Like I, I know that one of the weirdest moments for me was like um, when I think she comes over for the first time post accident. He goes and gets her coffee or something after spill something like spilling it on her. Or whatever. I don't know what he, he did. Like breaks the glass. Oh, she goes. Yeah, <laughs> she, she yeah, yeah, yeah. It and uses that. To... She throws a she throws a coffee cup on the ground when he's not looking. Says. <laughs> He was like, "Oh, you dropped it? Oh, okay. I'll go get." Because he broke one. one earlier. It's like, "Oh, this is a wacky coffee cup breaking day." <laughs> yeah, turns turns around, goes to get her another coffee cup. She just books it. She's completely gone. <laughs> like it's strange. She just runs it's away not like and he I, chases I, after. It is not like human behavior. Like I think that <laughs> yeah. in comparison to Josh Gad's character, Josh Gad's character, I would say that. He's way more well-written than she is. I think that he actually yes. does. Like, you yes. can see someone in real life going through issues that he is going through. And not to say that, oh, it's just because she's a werewolf. But no, like, he feels like a real character. And in defense of Josh Gad, somebody that I don't usually like and I personally find annoying, uh, I uh, <laughs> thought he did an incredible job here. I think that he was actually acting, like, with... With the material he was given, he was actually a good dramatic actor. And I was surprised about that because I think that he's not really given the outlet to do that. But just, or 
is it just that in comparison to Isla Fisher's character who literally feels like an alien from another planet, like not even <laughs> put aside the werewolf, like her actions do not feel human. They are just like so fucking bizarre. <laughs> it looks like a parody trailer of like a rom-com. Like it just does not add up. Like it, it, he's good in it. That's what, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think that you are right in that. I, you know, I think like post like Book of Mormon or something. It's like, oh yeah, not really fan of Josh Gad or ever did. But like, if this says anything about how good I thought his performance was, it made me think, wow, like Josh Gad is like really fucking great in this. Like he is. He has yeah. he has conviction. Like he is clearly like gives a shit about this. It feels like when he's acting. And, you know, I would say Isa Fisher is trying to do that, but to go off of Sean, her character is just so much worse written that like she is doing everything she can to try to make it good and make this a believable character, but like it just is not supporting her nearly as much as Gad is supported. <laughs> like <laughs> it's strange. This whole yeah. this whole metaphor of like, you know, oh, like you know, child slash love interests that you have, like both sharing mental illness or whatever. Werewolf, to quote Connor for real in Pop Star, never stop, never stopping, uh, the hit song, Finest Girl, fuck Bin Laden. I couldn't track the metaphor. <laughs> what a what a career this he's fucking show. <laughs> Because, too, like, he, by all accounts, like, the wife died. He took it hard. He, he, in one of the many middle episodes, he talks about struggling for a while and having, like, almost like a fugue state or, like, really freaking out. And so he, and I think he was a bad, he admits to, like, not being a good dad in those times and regrets Mm -hmm. it and is struggling and, uh, it's one of those hard, and he, but he also has uh, a, an Australian family. It's his sister-in-law. Are we to? Yeah, her husband? I wasn't really sure about that to be honest. I, I, I think it's supposed to be his wife. Well, yeah. Some to your point, Sean, when she showed up, I was almost like, "Oh, did he lie about his wife dying? Like, is he?" I literally actually thought married? that first too. I just... And it took me a while. Yeah, because they have a weird. Because he's. Oh right, like because the daughter almost kills herself or like goes to the hospital. Like when that scene started, I literally thought that was supposed to be a flashback, and then like it yeah. kept going and going, and I was like, "Oh wait, so that's this is we are in the present." Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. I totally forgot that happens because they go to the hospital, and yeah, this woman shows up and she's pregnant, and it's like, did is who? But then yeah, I think that she is the dead wife's sister that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just remains close to because <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, the dead wife was from Australia. Yes. And they wanted to be, yeah. it's just another one of these things where the it's family. Like, yeah, yeah. Just have it be Australian actors like this. It right. only makes it confusing it, and, it, and it complicates it only for the sake of, having a-list talent and josh gad not knowing how to do an australian accent yeah but why i still am <laughs> extremely baffled to why isla fisher an australian actress is playing american <laughs> yeah yeah that's confusing it's very too. strange so it's very very strange either just let her do it or get like a different 
actress to do that like now <laughs> another question like does australia have more hours of daylight than other places is that maybe one of the justifications for why a werewolf would go there or is it just a I, I think you're putting in more thought than the yeah, creators yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you may very well be right but i guarantee they did not think about that (laughs) it's another thing too like what we see of australia doesn't look australian you know like many movies and films and tv shows shoot there because it's cheap to film so it's like you know you're not this literally could have been anywhere and the only thing that is like quote-unquote australian is that the final two episodes or whatever is them going out into the Australian outback which even then as I was watching I was like you know if this is just America just like put it in Colorado or something yeah, yeah like, like a desert yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you could tell yeah, me like, that was filmed in Arizona and I yeah, believe you exactly. you could tell me the rest of the show was filmed in Vancouver you know and I know that the um like the uh, creator director or whatever like he is Australian Abe yeah, but like yeah. um it definitely feels like uh, the producer said, "Hey, let's get some American stars in it," and thought it might have been bigger than it actually was. Uh, he's actually Josh Gad is in uh, his other film. He is, yeah, Little Monsters. Which is definitely the connection there. Yeah, didn't know that. Uh, yeah, because I was like, it's... why, why, why? why From what I understand know? about Little Monster, Sean, I think that Josh Gad is basically like Blippy in Little Monsters. Yeah, so so I've heard he plays uh, <laughs> T- Teddy McGiggle. I was going to watch that before this podcast and I did not have the time, but uh, I did add it to my uh, Hulu watch list. So uh, stay uh... tuned for (laughs) I was scared too. It's a little monsters. episode. I think think Fesh has seen it. Yes. And on Letterboxd, he said, Josh Gad ruins the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We should double feature little monsters with little monsters starring Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. Great movie. (laughs) <laughs> but uh <laughs> i ends with road to nowhere that's okay. automatically a great movie <laughs> i um uh I, I can't remember the instance but there was an instance where uh um josh Gad's daughter was like at a super super low point it might have been when she came out of the hospital too do you guys remember he like snapped at her in like the worst way possible? I don't remember what he said specifically, but they were like in the kitchen and I was like, what is like these characters are insane. Like what is going on right now? <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that what he was like, you have to work with me, okay? Like yeah, I'm gonna yeah, help yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to it's like, bro, she is like eight and like uh, yeah. dead mom suffers from extreme mental health issues. Like you do not talk to your kid like right yeah. yeah that was the moment where uh you know jay-z said oh like he's not a good father i think that was the moment where i was like oh hey hey like what's going on here but i, I think he's like trying he just doesn't know like what the right thing to say is but that mm-hmm. was like inexcusable like i was like i cannot i was like yeah. i cannot believe that the scene like it was like insensitive like the scenes like, yeah. in the show yeah there's also a scene where he's like it's like, oh, I'm I'm in a good mood now. Like, hey, he I think he picks her up from the sister-in-law and he's like, hey, wanna, we can do anything. We can get lunch. That's it. Let's get and she's like, uh okay. And then I think they go to the Italian. He goes, ice cream? You could eat ice cream. And then she picks Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's flipping out because he's like, oh God, I kn- 
He's so stupid. He's the fucking show. owner, fucking like, Giuseppe. He's like, "Hey, come on, Josh, Gad, you don't like my food? What's going on here?" Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Giuseppe. I heard a story about a woman who ate an Italian family, and now I can't stop thinking about it. In one of the many sequences that I'm assuming is a joke, <laughs> just was not funny in the moment, yeah. but it's funny talking about with you. Yeah, guys. I mean, I, 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 when we were talking, when we were texting about this initially. uh, I had said like, oh, I, I thought it was supposed to be a comedy and I don't remember who said it, um, whether it was JZT or Zach, but there is a scene where Josh, da- Josh Gad, uh, super early on, he uh, goes on dates uh, in oh the first couple yes. episodes. Oh um, one, of, one of the jokes is that, uh, oof, this is like rough. I, can- I was like surprised to see this in something that was released in 2022. It's so yeah. bad. He goes, he goes on a uh, date with an Asian woman who uh, doesn't understand English and he thinks that she's like trying to learn English through him. Well, she um, says she's practicing English, which loops back. Yes. Which loops around to why would you accept a date for somebody that says on their profile, I'm using this date to learn how to practice English. <laughs> like, are you that like, right. Lonely? It is not. I don't know. It the whole scene little, is bad. It's, yeah. it's awkward. <laughs> I will say as a single man out there, you do kind of experience that sometimes like, okay, they're, I guess, practicing English and, you know, and, and uh, but, but also sometimes then they're just fishers or scammers, but uh, <laughs> JZT scrolling on one of the dating apps, finds a cute redhead says full transparency. I'm a werewolf. <laughs> it's just happened a couple times on hinge where I've matched with someone who looks very cute. And then they go, Let's take this to WhatsApp. Okay. Hey, do you do, like cryptocurrency? And I go, oh, great. Oh, they go, oh, no. I am an egg. Or they, it's weird. Or one time this girl claimed to like own a plastic surgery hospital. And I was like, whatever. It, it was like a robot. <laughs> she wanted to give JZT a BBL. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> give me a big Brazilian butt, damn it. <laughs> Uh, I came here looking for love, but I'll take a big ass butt, you know. Wow. But yeah, it's also the very first scene. He's on a date with, I believe, an Australian woman. It's like oh the show God. opens. That and fucking game. She's game. breaking up with him because he's too emotionally closed off, and she gets hostile. She starts crying. She makes a whole scene. He's like, "What? A, yeah, you're being weird, you know." And. He's trying to be like, well, you know, I just have a complicated situation. I, I have a difficult child, and I, but I keep getting pressured to find love, and it's weird. It's not good. He <laughs> loses her shit in this restaurant. The first scene is like so uncomfortable to watch, yeah. and it's like, is this supposed to be foreground for like his relationship with Isla Fisher? Like, I, I don't know, like. No one knew what they were doing. Nobody knew. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> just what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, you go, JCT. And, well, and then that's that weird, awkward English date or, you know, English. Pre- then it ends and Isla Fisher runs into him with a hot coffee, hot coffee, and he flips out. He is burned. And going, <laughs> he says oh, something he- like, why is your coffee so hot or something like that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, bro, it's fucking coffee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's, he literally said like, I've got hot coffee on me. I've got hot coffee. Like he doesn't say like jokes. 
<laughs> during the scene. Uh-huh. It's very much just like I'm I'm expositioning what's happening. We're beating up again, and this is crazy. Whoa! Then they meet on a park bench. She wipes off his tummy. She says, "I've got trauma," and then she grabs his face and starts making out with him, and then runs off again. Like this is rinse and repeat. That's the whole show for at least like half the season. Yeah, that <laughs> like, that is that is all of it. And I think that uh, the only times that things happen are uh, it's it's three things. It's they meet, uh, or or four things. They meet. They start dating. It's revealed that uh, she's having a child with him. Uh, she's yeah. worried that it's a werewolf, uh, which we'll get back to that. And four, uh, she turns into a werewolf, and the show ends. That's yeah. it. Uh, but talking about the baby, yeah. So they're uh, they go over to the sister in law's house uh, for like a uh, a barbecue, and um, she freaks out because she's offered meat. Uh, she's been a vegetarian, but uh, only what is the line she says? She says like. Only when, uh, only when I want to be, or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, like, oh, we get it. <laughs> and then uh, there's the the uh, the couple finally had their child, um, which is named after the mom, the deceased mm-hmm. mom. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, Josh Gad says, "Can you hold the kid?" And Isla Fisher says, screams at him, and says, "I don't want to hold the fucking baby," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little bit whack from the scene that we saw prior of like I don't know you know and that that reveals uh, that's the way that she reveals to him that she's late and she's expecting a child Uh, the child uh, she's worried is going to be a werewolf because there's not documentation of like uh, uh, werewolves werewolves having children I don't know documentation And he's, he's cool with it. He uh, says, you know, whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Um, Which again, yeah, if we're speaking metaphorically of what I assume is the metaphor is like, oh, would you have a kid or another kid with like mental illness or whatever? And it's like, oh, yeah, totally. Don't flush that baby. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Which like, again, this metaphor it doesn't is so land. just like it doesn't not, it does not land at, thank so, you yeah it is so on the nose but it's something that it's clearly not impactful in any way and it's mm-hmm. not going it's not something that is going to reach um an audience of maybe people who are like you know i mean look looking for the next josh gad comedy <laughs> yeah horror has always been like and you know everybody says this like a place to talk about these big issues and discuss mm-hmm. them um, but here, I think that, I don't know, it just doesn't, I get what they're going for, it just doesn't work because the show's not great. Does that make exactly. sense? No, exactly. Oh, totally. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah. 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 It, it starts to just feel like, well, she needs to get pregnant and have this baby because we got to fill up one more episode. It's like, ah, uh, it's a little light. This will pad it out. Oh, they can jo- argue about that. Josh Gad could only fall face first in a pool so many times before we got to move the plot along a bit. He does. He just falls into that pool, man. And he stands over it again and said, oh, my God, he's going to fall in the pool again. <laughs> And he does, and he says, oh, no, I was just thinking or something, whatever he says. If we just, 
maybe we should put together like a highlight reel and that way that oh, can be what people watch well how about this how about this i think that uh you know someone out there uh i'm not sure if i would uh i think i could do it i'm not going to designate myself <laughs> project. Don't, uh, don't put that burden on yourself <laughs> i i think that i can uh 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 no promises i don't think i'll do this anytime soon i think i can like edit this down to a good movie bro like actually yeah i think that there's two hours worth of material uh that could be like something you'd watch and say, it's I, i'd be honest i'd argue even less hours of material i'd say an like hour an hour 20 of material <laughs> oh yeah too many things happen like i think it's the kind of thing that it's it's a story that is somehow so simple yet so complicated it's, or it exactly, should be simple yeah. but it is no, it's it's very simple storytelling stretched out to like it's absolute breaking point <laughs> correct yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sort be, of also that'd be a great that, screening someday. We show everybody that the like cut down version. <laughs> it too is like in this student film way of like we're gonna deconstruct the reality of like a horror movie. It's like, well, it's just boring. Like that's just like long and uninteresting and like yeah. This, it also also in that way of like someone writing drama for the first time. It's like this is serious and real. It's like this could be like half oh, as no, long totally. as it it's, is on the page. Could, yeah, you know? JT, totally right. It's got cancer, it's got uh mental illness it's got car crashes it's got death like you know I, it's <laughs> i haven't seen it but this is what i imagine this is us is like yes oh <laughs> my god like that yeah. in my mind this is this is us but with a werewolf i met a stupid person recently who we've seen life itself this Sean. is us and i was like <laughs> all right I think this confirms I don't need to watch this as much. Yeah. I'll say more power to you if you like that. I know plenty of people that do like that show. Yeah. My mom watches it. I can guarantee it's better than Wolf Like Me. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. I watched a few episodes when I was living with mom because of one of the characters. It was like in the COVID time and one of the characters was giving birth and one character was driving across country to, I think I'm thinking of the right show my mom watched. Oh. I was I was making a puzzle while it happened in the other room. I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? <laughs> making a puzzle. <laughs> I might be thinking of Grey's Anatomy. But anyhow, you know, so they yeah. So she says, "Oh, I'm having a baby." And like, look, this is what the 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 second to last episode. Yeah, that's how yeah. much we've we were able to move on from because nothing fucking happens it's a lot of back <laughs> yeah, and forth no. going on dates she's coming over for dinner and that was that was actually when she came when the daughter invited her over for dinner and it was like a date but like the daughter was there that i felt i fell asleep at that moment i was like i can't like i knocked out completely anyways yeah so not a lot happens you know they they have all these like weird uh they keep meeting it's like should we date should we not date josh i was gonna say everybody we've skipped over basically a whole episode where they get into another crash after gary their names are gary and mary by the way i'm just remembering this oh yeah Uh, i didn't know that was her name that's crazy. her name their names are gary and mary the fucking okay this is after gary finds out that she's a werewolf and he's like you ain't an italian family i can't deal with this and so he leaves and he, wait, 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 let me just say he finds out she's a werewolf by following her home he realizes that she has chickens she eats the chicken because she took his car keys something, something like that yeah and behind, really just... behind like a locked door she eats the chicken and he yeah he sees her but the audience does not yeah yeah and then, like, they, then he's oh. like horrified and doesn't want to be around her and is like traumatized by it then they meet again really... by accidentally driving into backing into her like while they're yeah. out somewhere 
in the same parking lot where in another scene. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But this is the one thing that made me laugh harder than anything else in the show. It's the same parking lot where earlier Josh Gad parks in just the middle of, it looks like a like a grocery store parking lot or something. He just parks in the middle of the road, sees a family with a baby get out like they're going to go somewhere and he just starts crying and i'm sorry it is the funniest moment of the whole show yeah (laughs) so stupid but yeah then he back he he backs into her and then i think or or is it that he drives into the Italian restaurant and then backs into her. He, he backs into her, sees her, freaks out, drives full on through like the Italian restaurant, which has never brought up anything of like, no. it's only like, dad, you embarrassed us at the Italian restaurant. It's like, I wouldn't call crashing through the storefront of an Italian restaurant embarrassing. <laughs> but <laughs> I think later the daughter's therapist mentions like oh you drove into luigi's my wife and i tried to eat there last night uh-huh. yes 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 yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah but then then it's revealed they're having uh, a child he's like oh honey it's okay i'll stick with you and they say that they're going camping and they're gonna tell the daughter on the camping trip about that she's so aware. being aware. That's you're being cool, aware. They also get into this argument like we need to tell the daughter that you're a werewolf. It's like I don't think you do. Like I think it'll. <laughs> I, it's a little awkward when you have to explain why she can't come over for dinner some nights. But like, yeah, you could, uh, you know. Just say get yes around, or, work. or even just say <laughs> yeah. they, they established early. They established like early on. Girl. Yeah, they established early on that Mary works at a like a home for people. Like she goes and like helps, you know, like yes. be there for people and stuff in this home. Like that's a pretty flexible enough job where it could be like, oh, sorry, I gotta go there. Like I gotta work tonight. But they never use that opportunity. No. It's always they like, oh, I've got once. a friend's birthday party tonight. It's like you're gonna skip having also, dinner with like, us. She writes an advice birthday. column. It's like, all right, I, I gotta write tonight, you know, like I got a deadline or yeah. I'm working on a book proposal or they they show the nursing home once in which an old lady she confesses to the old lady that she is a werewolf and the old lady says, <laughs> Honey, we're all werewolves. Like, Honey, there's wolves in all of us. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta feed the right man, this show sucks. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Wow. Now too, they like go camping. And they're like gonna tell her Mary's a werewolf, and then they go. She goes, you know what? Well, let's just not tell her. Like, yeah, yeah. They tell her they're getting pregnant. They're having, yeah, because it goes like, I want to reveal that Mary is. He's trying to make her do it, and she goes pregnant. It's like, oh, you didn't say the thing, right? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, it's better this way. Let's just not tell her. Okay, cool. Go to turn the car on. Oh no, the car's dead. And we're out in the middle of nowhere. They picked the perfect time to go camping because possibly all of our collective biggest issue with the show, I would say, they decide to go camping in the middle of nowhere the day and leave the day before a full moon is coming, which why would you do that? You just really so couldn't plan for like a single thing going wrong and doing <laughs> any kind of thing of like, oh, maybe we should go right after it's over. So we literally have like over a week of flexibility with this trip. But nope, have to be because the dark literally asks, oh, can't we stay another night? It's like, nope, we got to go home. <laughs> it's like, okay, 
great. <laughs> it's so stupid. Makes no like character sense for them to do that. She's literally spent her entire life being like so aware of like the cycles of the moon because she literally has to be that she's not like, oh, you know, maybe we should like push it forward back a little bit so that we don't land on literally the night before full moon. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my And so and they also can't get cell phone reception. So Joshka has to run for an hour in one direction <laughs> to call, you know, the Australian version of AAA. <laughs> And then Mary just runs off because it's like, they're not going to be here for hours. Well, he goes to the top of the mountain and finds somebody. And then they're like, oh, we'll go get you help. And then Mary was like, hey, uh, Gary, did you you tell them our location? He was like, uh, no. And then she was like, shit. And then she had to run elsewhere. It just feels a lot of like, it's like you, you, you leave marry with the daughter and have like moments with their but you know the reason why like it, it's just like their their purposes for equally leaving the car just feel written for them to move the plot along if that makes sense no, exactly. this in, oh yeah this entire last episode is literally just we have to like formulate drama between these characters yeah. through the most asinine mm-hmm. way possible everything is like why why this what well because well, we need to get to here it's like yeah but like okay but it doesn't you never came up with a logical reason to progress to that point you just wanted no, to happen no. and it's and so then mary runs off Josh Gad and his daughter are locked in a car. He says, Emma, do not leave the car. Does not explain Wait, anything to her, like why she's running off, why they have to lock This is why I think he's a shitty dad. This, oh. it, it, it just occurred to me, because she has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. Emma, don't get out of the car. And for this fucking kid, she's like, what is your fucking deal? I have to pee. Like, he doesn't explain anything to her. Not like he needs to tell her everything, but it's like, give, I think, I just think, shitty parenting is like you do what i say or else you are in trouble Mm -hmm. and i will Mm -hmm. never explain why you have to do the things i say it's like she's not a stupid idiot like reason with her and don't maybe tell her everything but like give her some explanation as to why it's unsafe or whatever instead he's just like a tyrant and he sucks and it's like just say like there's he doesn't doesn't have to say there's a werewolf be like there's a lot of wild animals and I'm very I was scared. Say, Cause she, he, the daughter even says like, Oh, we slept out here last night. Like when we were fine or yes. whatever, he doesn't say, he doesn't make some shit up. Like, Oh, like, you know, on full moon, like there are going to be more wolves or coyotes or whatever out tonight mm-hmm. or rabbit koalas. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Doesn't come up with anything. His always mode of operation. is just, I'm not telling you anything. Shut up, kid. <laughs> I hate to say it, but J- Gary, Josh Gad's character, Gary, he's a bean dad. Oh, JCC. I didn't know this series was based on the series of tweets by Bean Dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> hashtag Gary is a bean dad. If you're listening to the episode wow. right now, do hashtag Gary is a bean dad. <laughs> <laughs> And so then the the big climax of this series is then oh, two yeah. guys show up. Formulate more drama in the climax. <laughs> but they're not triple A. They're okay, these scary yeah. guys. We, we got to talk about Let's that. Let's talk about these guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, so two men show up and you think it is triple A, but then they... Do you think... I want to ask you both. Do you think their intention was to help or do you think that they were scary? 
because it never i i would say because i don't trust in this show so little i think that these are just two dudes randomly roaming the australian outback at night they find these people and they want to take their money or something yeah that's what at least guy, that's how the show it is, is portraying it kind of goes back and forth scary. yeah the guy who like, talks to josh gad uh at first seems normal and helpful uh and i think josh gad is weird to him yeah for the sure the guy who talks to the daughter however is creepy and like yeah. I, I think that they could have been well enough guys that gosh dad gosh josh gad just really pissed off for being such a fucking crazy weirdo yeah <laughs> i think funny. that they yeah. are creepy and that it's intentionally that they're supposed to be creepy but i also mm-hmm. think it's the kind of thing of like they've been waiting for help for so long if you're in that situation you know for better or worse i think you would take the help like that's what it seems like i don't know it's yeah stra- it's strange either way the situation escalates very quickly <laughs> oh yeah because well, it's never yeah. really sure why these guys are creepy it's not like they have yeah. like a weapon or anything they're just like get out of the car we want to help you and josh gad's like no and they're getting frustrating and they're getting weird about it for well, sure it's the same thing of like I've, i'd argue formulating that... drama why are these guys just driving yeah. around yeah. the australian outback exactly because yeah it's really unclear what they want do they want to steal the car it's clearly bust and broken there's Correct. nothing valuable in there i don't know if they want they're very malicious and they want to kidnap the daughter or something very dark but like yeah, even still yeah. it's like what do they want to beat up are they just looking to fight people and they want to kill josh gad like why would they risk it's you know, strange murder it's, i guess the intentions aren't very clear so that's why i was like wait are they there to just help like i was like are they just people who are no, like i don't blame you at all yeah yeah it's strange it's very <laughs> it's, it's very yeah. it's not it's they definitely are creepy but it's also i'm like okay but why why are they here why are they creepy because josh anyway, Getty even uh... throws his wallet at him and the guy still is like nope not good enough i need to fight you man it's, it's like, like what, what do you want what are you guys yeah doing it's a strange scene it's very uncomfortable i would say and i think it's, yeah. it is yeah. i think it's, I, I think that if they had their intentions clear written in the show then it would even be less uncomfortable i think that the being that it is vague it becomes a moral gray spot when are they there to help and should Josh Gad have let them in? No, probably not. And I think that's what the show is essentially showing. But then Josh Gad watched them get murdered by Isla Fisher. As a See, werewolf. guys, oh, yeah. the, show is, that... the show is Lynchian. That means it's good. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, because so... it ultimately, it all exists to set up like, oh, so she is capable when she's a werewolf of deciding right. between I can no matter what them, this is the where point of existence them. is as werewolf bait no matter what so. of course yeah they they're <laughs> only written as werewolf bait and i think that that's when it gets a little bit difficult for the listeners uh yeah uh isla fisher uh this is where it shows her as the werewolf for the first time um, and oh does it show her <laughs> We gotta talk about this werewolf design. Say say everything, but like we gotta talk about that. I didn't hate point. it. It's just it's, strange. It's huge for one. Yeah, it's like, very uncanny, but in a way that I kind of dug because it yeah, was that. Like <laughs> it's like practical effects. There was definitely practical because yeah. it literally looked like. <laughs> at one point when she's walking, it literally looks like they just got some limbs on sticks and are going. Get <laughs> like there wasn't any like bending in joints it was just like little sticks tapping on the ground sure, it's sure, like, sure, sure, that's sure. her walking <laughs> yeah it's not te- i like the werewolf reveal i understand why they mm-hmm. kind of like waited for so long but i think that 
like we said, it would have been better if that wasn't a feature as opposed to like sitting through yeah episode half hour long waiting for the (laughs) werewolf to show up like it just becomes to a point where you're like all right when are they going to show it and they finally do in the last episode but it's and And you're like okay cool i would like you know it's a good reveal because like you are waiting for it and they do deliver something that is at the very least one of the most entertaining scenes in the whole show so agreed (laughs) and i think it's shot very well it's uh, that scene uh it's definitely uh it actually kind of i don't know if it's just like the setting and the lighting and stuff but it kind of feels like um they were attempting at like doing like a spielberg type of like movie um sorry this is an ad i try to pull up so you guys can see the wolf again but uh for the audience just to let y'all know uh the wolf is red like isla fisher's hair just to let you all know that's right (laughs) which i thought was a werewolf is a fire crotch rest assured (laughs) listeners (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but... like JZT said, like oh sorry, Sean, go ahead. No, you go, you go. Well, just real quick before the thing comes up. Yeah, like the point of the scene is to show that like she kills these two guys, which I mean is never brought up, you know. <laughs> is are is everybody okay with her killing or not? Because Josh Gad was very pissed about it for multiple episodes, but is to show that she sees them in the car and she like doesn't come after them. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, there's still a bit of her humanity in there. Like maybe this could work. Like, okay, here we go. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to like watch it, but I just want to, we can see so we can describe the wolf to the uh, people. Uh, yeah, she she's really big. Uh, it's definitely, I think it's a mix because there's definitely practical, but sometimes in the light, I'm like, is that like CGI or like a costume? Cause like, it definitely has like very skinny limbs. I don't know if it's somebody doing the thing where like, they're propped up on sticks, you know, like Lion King on Broadway or something. It like, looks pretty oh, practical with me. Oh, yeah. It almost looks like it has, like, cross-eyed. It, it's funny because it does look like <laughs> something that is it's, from... It's, it's pretty goofy, but... It is know. goofy. It doesn't look as, I guess I would say, grounded This part, this as, part, this part. <laughs> yeah, I see the sticks. It, it doesn't look as grounded as the cinematography looks. I think the cinematography looks like something like, you know... Like, like it's Spielberg. definitely cheap. Yeah, like I get what like you're Spielberg, saying, Sean. But the, the wolf does not. The wolf looks like something the point is like that Party like, City. Yeah, it's definitely cheap, but like they at least try a little bit to be like, okay, we understand we don't have the biggest budget. Let's find ways of framing this where like it can look better. Like that shot you just showed, the kind of Spielberg one, where it's like from behind just showing like literally just like the shoulder and head of the wolf. It's like, okay, they made an effort to like make a shot that looks okay right with and like it, a cheap <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking like it, it's like great i like it's it so yeah, yeah. i don't hate it like it, eh. it is the kind of thing though that like it kind of pisses me off because this is episode six out of five you sit through oh, it you finally so get to this werewolf scene the werewolf scene is pretty decent and it makes you think like cool if the show had other horror elements would it have been good probably she looks like she Much looks like better, a camel yeah. here do y'all think she looks like yeah. a camel? <laughs> There's She's a weird... massive. It's like the biggest werewolf yeah. I've ever seen. It's really big, and it's very more wolf than werewolf for sure. Like she's on all fours the whole time for the audience because don't watch this. <laughs> she she picks up one of the guys' heads and just walks away with it, his severed head. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, my fucking god. <laughs> I think it has a satisfying ending, but its intentions are fucking crazy i do agree sean that like you know scenes like the werewolf reveal where she's like locked in and josh gad's face is like oh oh 
wait a second. I just thought something really quick. I knew it. Oh my God. I just thought of this. Oh my fucking God. And, and let, correct me if I'm wrong, but something they said in an episode. And I said, I wonder if they will ever actually come back to this. Whenever it is revealed that she's a werewolf and they are running outside through a marathon that just so happens to be going through their street to just make another quirky scene for the sake of being quirky. Josh Gad asked her, why is there a slit in your door? Because in the door that she locks herself into every night, there's a slit specifically for like viewing purposes. And unless I'm misremembering, they never give an answer for that. Well, he's very weird about it because she because prior to that, she's like, I've never told anyone this. I've never shared this with anyone. He goes, oh, yeah, if you never shared it, if you never planned to if you never planned to share this with anyone, why is there a slit in your door? And he storms he, off. Yeah, he yells about Terrible. it. Like, and it's like, and I don't it's know, like, it OK, like, are y'all going to say why? And if I remember right, they never do. Oh my god. And it's Sean. almost like I don't know, she's not a carpenter, she's not an architect. She probably had paid somebody to design that and was sure. like cryptic in explaining it and the guy's like, "I put a slot in." And she's like, "Oh, okay, great." You know, I who knows. It's just so <laughs> It's one of those like funny. things that is like, "Dude, this just makes you sound crazy, Josh Gad." Like, yeah. you are projecting it's- and then well, it's like show don't tear apart holes in your own plot please don't do it yeah it's yeah. questionable i think that uh sean being that it's six episodes it's stretched out over the course of six where you have to develop these characters and they end up developing them in like the worst way possible where sometimes mm-hmm. horror will have characters that aren't as well rounded but it works because the effects are really good um yeah and i just want to share something to grab onto yeah yeah i just want to share uh briefly uh (laughs) what we were talking about earlier was uh yeah josh gad's daughter uh in the scene uh her head is down the whole entire time so uh she 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 doesn't see like the werewolf like mauling and like killing the uh two men who are being creepy uh but josh gad does so her head's down uh she comes up and he says like uh, I think she says like who was that and uh, he says oh it was Mary and she starts to have a panic attack um, and without further that's ado that's how they reveal it to her and all these better opportunities that's what they choose to do and without further ado uh, it wouldn't be a wolf like me podcast without hearing <laughs> a little uh, Josh Gad singing yeah give the people what they want there's a battle ahead many battles are lost but you'll never see the end of the road while you're traveling so with inappropriate. me. So inappropriate. Awful. They come. They come. A guy who can remember how often he's heard songs or sang because he only uses them when it's crucial. So these are some of the last moments of the show where he sings his daughter out of a panic attack. Uh, They hug, and uh, I'm going to mute the audio of the show now because an ad is about to start. But uh, what I would like to say is that... uh, then from minute 20 to 26, uh, would we like to discuss what happened? The show. They just the drive, of right? Wolf Like Me. These characters drive for five uninterrupted un- yeah. minutes 
I no dialogue, and that's the end of the show. Is it Queens of, Queens of the Stone Age? That it's Queens playing? of the Stone Age. Yeah, I think it is like Fortress, like the song that they keep referencing the whole time. And it, y'all, I like couldn't even get through it. It's literally it's pretty rough. Just yeah, them driving. I, I had texted like, you, you can both. Tell, I again, said you that... can tell they're like, oh, this is our big like dramatic like ending. Like they don't say anything, but that's because they're acknowledging everything's gonna be okay. Like they're gonna get through it when there's just nothing. <laughs> so they're yeah, they're in the car for five minutes straight. I thought it was me at they, they first. F- they find Isla like she's, you know, back from being Wolfie. They pick her up. And so they're all sitting in the car. Daughter yeah. puts in the Queens of the Stone Age CD. Track three, Fortress. <laughs> this one reminds me of your dad. And they sit and they stare into the Australian <laughs> outback for about five minutes. Now, I had texted Unreal. you both and I said that, uh, you know, when making this, I could only imagine that the director was like, this is my The Graduate moment. Like, this is how oh, the movie yeah, ends, where everybody's just it, sitting yeah. there and they're thinking about what just happened. But it goes on for so fucking long. It is like literally y'all when we say five minutes we're not being a thing of like oh like this conversation was like three hours long you know where you're like exaggerating for effect no y'all this is quite literally five (laughs) whole uninterrupted minutes the whole entire song is like the editing five minutes of like b-roll just yeah the editing loses track of what it wants to do it goes wide shot cut to the daughter cut to josh gad cut to Isla Fisher, cut back to Josh Gad, cut to the daughter, cut like just for five minutes straight because there's nothing else to fucking do. Sean, you totally got it. Because as I say, like comparison to The Graduate where the point of the scene is length, yes, but it is an un, it is a single shot, you know, it right. is the point of the scene is to show no, this is some change of reaction. Yeah. yeah, like you can't get a hold on any of these characters' reaction because it's constantly jumping around all over. Yeah, agreed. Like, yep, and... yep, yep, yep. It is a weird ending. It is like <laughs> the weird. worst way to end your TV show, which worst absolutely weird will not ending get for, for a weird season. worst show. <laughs> I will also say too. I think I spaced out. I was like, okay, this happened. And then I was like distracted or whatever. And then it just ended. I was like, wait, what? No, where's the ending? What happened? And it's like, that's it? They're all looking wow. at each other. It is just Fortress by come, Queens of the Stone Age blaring. It must have been one of those, oh shit, we don't have enough. This episode's too short. I just throw all the exposition we but shot. Yeah, thing. you're right. You are these last 110% two episodes, right, JZT. But that's the thing. <laughs> JZT, these last two episodes are longer than the rest of the show. Other episodes are that's like, true, I think they're yeah. standard 22, but these last two are 26, like close to 27. So fun, so yeah. like, they could have cut out exactly five minutes. It looks like a car commercial too. There's like a yeah. yes. Away. Oh my god, Sean! Born to be like <laughs> I'm squeezing a little bug in between my fingertips. And then, so it cut. It cut. It, this is so funny to me. It cuts to the car. It zooms out. You think it's about to hit credits. It cuts back to Josh Gad. And then it cuts to Isla Fisher. Like, it's literally like, and then it cuts to the daughter. Like, oh my God. And she looks up in the sky. Are you going to see the sky? You see the sky again. But guess what? They're going to cut back to the fucking car. (laughs) They go out and into the car over, like, back over and over. And And I understand. 
and you see sunrise sunset like whatever i get the transition it's supposed to be like a long drive but it is not a moment where you need a montage it's not because there's nothing after it because yeah the end of the montage is just showing the moon and like the morning sky and it says wolf like me end of show (laughs) i think it wants the viewers to sit with the song for a little bit and it knows that the credits like everyone will shut it off at the credits which is strange and you know what the characters are thinking for sure however it just stay like it's it's (laughs) on them for five straight fucking minutes Can you go back, Sean? Okay, so yeah, end credits right there. That's it. Right before the end credits, Isla makes a really great face in the rear view mirror. Oh, shit. I, okay. Yeah, She yeah, makes the funniest is... face. Oof, like, I, I, I get it. As someone that really cares about the use of mov- music in movies, like, I understand, like, Oof. really wanting to make... And again, great song. But like, actually, great song. I've been listening to it since then, and I hate that I'm always going to associate with Wolf Like Me. But, <laughs> like, I understand when you are writing something, especially incorporating a very specific song into your narrative. Like, you want the audience to, like, feel what that song makes you feel in that moment. I totally get that. The power of that in cinema is, like, you know, no end to me. But, like, you don't do that by literally strapping your audience down in a chair clockwork orange style and forcing them to listen to your spotify playlist that's Agreed, like over yeah. over over car commercial footage that's not how you fucking do it i think oh it looks God. more like a car commercial than anything in jurassic world <laughs> dude isla fisher was like jimmy buffett with all the running she was doing <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so oh I guess yeah. God. Shall we close it up, or we get into final thoughts, or yeah, any, of course. Less? What what else is there to say? I no. you know I think that it's worth the watch because it's so over the top. But I think that you know if you're watching it and you're wondering why on episode five nothing fucking happens, <laughs> wait till episode six. You might That's you right. might find it I, uh, entertaining. I don't think it's terrible, but yeah, I mean I think. Uh, I liked it because it felt like a movie. It, it should have just been an independent film. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. not a good independent film, but it's something that uh, it's 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 interesting. It's never uh, well. I guess it is boring, but it, you know, it's, it's, say, it's, 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 weird. it's worth the like, watch. But it's not I want to say like never a dull moment, but like because the stuff that's there is like quote unquote entertaining or whatever. I would say if you choose to watch this, it really won't take up too much of your time and i do think you will find something like weirdly fascinating about it like i did but don't be afraid to have your hand on the little like 10 second skip button if something's going on and you feel like there's not a lot of talking or like not a lot of whatever don't be afraid to hit a little bit and then you see if they're talking you're like okay uh, you have like when you listen to like a podcast and you're like you know oh there's like an ad read or something or like i may like jump a little bit or whatever else is the circumstances you can just go back a little bit and be like okay now they're talking again i promise you you won't miss much like if you no. can highlight this reel for yourself while you're watching it i know anyway, to watch Definitely. this movie, this show on a one and a half speed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. I, I guess say, I, I guess I really will. This is the one thing, if you could do that, I would recommend it for this. And I never do that with like anything. <laughs> I guess I really will have to uh, edit down uh, uh, this show into 90 minutes. 
One I day. don't want I'm you ready. to do the people a service. That sounds Sean. awful. That sounds like a if, horrible thing. If but... the fans of all three of our podcasts demand it, I will consider it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll become way more attached to Wolf like me uh, than I hope to be. Well, here's here's how it is. If you do that, I'll help out by saying keep in the entire five minute long ending, but I will cover the entirety of Queens of the Stone Age Fortress and sing <laughs> over it during that last scene. How about that? JZT, how are you helping with this last with this project? <laughs> Everybody's got to pitch in. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I'll do like um a comment there'll be a version of it that's me reacting in real time <laughs> audience commentary with jzc yes and i hate to bring up r kelly apologies but sort of like how he did with <sighs> trapped in the closet where he's like so or when he's explaining what happens in trapped in the closet he goes, and so in this part and i'll be there going so in this scene josh Gad, he's taking her out to an italian restaurant but she's not into it. So so now you see they're going down to a, a bar. Okay, cool. Keep an eye on those windows. They're going to get crashed through by Josh Cat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like a pop-up video about JZT. It's got to happen. That's the, yeah. second, that's, it's, that's the second cut. It's got it's got a little like cart like cartoon caricature of JZT's face that pops up like click me for fun facts about this scene. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That's what I'll do. I'll do my own like Amazon fun facts edit i'll I'll invent a technology i'll learn how to do that (laughs) jzt vision (laughs) all right any last final thoughts on wolf like me jzt i don't know if you said you know yeah this is great i'm glad we got to talk about this as a group you know group therapy is important and i think we all healed a lot today (laughs) there's anything i learned from wolf like me it's that yeah it's the best uh, show about (laughs) mental health well i do i do like when the daughter says to the therapist um this isn't working out i don't think you're a good therapist for me i'm gonna get help elsewhere i like that that's what you should do she left and started listening to wolf like me more like me like wolf yeah (laughs) yeah 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 because if anything the motto and thesis of the show is uh, therapy doesn't work. Just listen to Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it. Uh, that's what it. Uh, uh, makes us believe, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, folks. Uh, uh, yeah. Stream Seltzer Cast in a few weeks. It's coming back. Uh, JZT, what Ooh. would you like to plug? Check out. I was scared too. Uh, you love it. We know you do. You love podcasts, and we're one of them. Zach. End plug. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Zach. Listen to Get in My Car, the infrequently updated podcast. <laughs> Tune in to when, after establishing no format, you get a whole episode of me and some friends just talking about Wolf Like Me. If you want more episodes like this, let me know. I can do literally whatever I want. So, what Excellent. the fuck? <laughs> All right, everybody. Ow. Oh, Ow. Ow.